This is Radio Real Estate with your host, Mike Kent, on KGMI News Talk 790, 96.5 FM in Bellingham, and KGMI.com. Brought to you by Linden Sheet Metal and Windermere Real Estate. KGMI and the Cascade Radio Group receive financial compensation to present this program in its entirety. Opinions and information expressed are those of the host and or sponsors and do not necessarily reflect those of KGMI or the Cascade Radio Group. your real estate, and potentially your insurance. We're also going to talk about the state's push to help fight the homeless issue. And you just heard on the news a moment ago that there's an initiative going forth to try and figure out how to use several billion dollars to help create housing for those who are in a situation where they are on the street, not necessarily of their choosing. First off, though, let's talk about the numbers for the last seven days in Whatcom County real estate things. Things are moving right along as expected. We had 62 additional single-family homes come onto the market the last seven days, while we had 51 go under contract. So the inventory grew just a little bit. If you're looking for a house, a single-family home throughout all of Whatcom County, if you're a buyer, you have 375 choices to choose from. Still well below what we need for adequate inventory for what we'd call a balanced market. We would need probably three times that to have a balanced market. Uh, The average size of the homes that came on the market the last seven days, 2,115 square feet. The average size of the homes that received accepted offers, very close, 2,062 square feet. The all-important price per square foot number, it keeps inching up despite all the news you might be hearing about real estate going off a cliff on the national level. The average price per square foot of the homes that enter the marketplace, $380 per square foot, The average price per square foot of the homes that went under contract, $331 per square foot. We brought on nine homes, priced at over a million dollars, while we had five homes penned over a million dollars. We had uh, 22 homes come onto the market in our sweet spot, which is half a million or less, while we had 18 homes penned in that same category. We come back from the break. Again, we'll be joined by Perry Eskridge, our Government Affairs Director, and we're going to tell you things to be aware of going forward in the real estate world in Whatcom County. We'll be right back. The snow is dumping in the mountains and foothills, which means it's time to gear up for winter fun. When it comes to outdoor play in the wintertime, nobody beats Mount Baker Motorsports in Bellingham. They're your authorized Arctic Cat snowmobile and off-road dealer and have everything you need for your winter adventures. Mount Baker Motorsports offers an extensive parts and accessories department, apparel for the winter riding season, and a service team for all repairs and upgrades to your existing sleds. Are you working outside during the cold and snowy season? Mount Baker Motorsports has you covered. They have an extensive selection of ATVs and side-by-sides that can be fitted with snow plows, cabin 
enclosures and heater systems to ensure that you can get the job done. Stop by and visit Mount Baker Motorsports today at the corner of Woburn and Iowa in Bellingham or check them out online at mountbakermoto.com. Mount Baker Motorsports, Whatcom County's premier power sports dealer featuring Arctic Cat, Kawasaki, KTM, CF Moto, Husqvarna, and Gas Gas. Hey, neighbors, have you picked out your heat pump yet? Oh, no, not yet. We're not really in a rush. That's right. We're waiting for the right time. I mean, look at this weather. It's gray skies and rain as far as the eye can see. I don't know. I wouldn't procrastinate if I were you. Surely we have plenty of time. Summer is still months away. That's true. But here in the Northwest, we've got a bad habit of waiting till it's hot to think about air conditioning. Next thing you know, it's 85 degrees out and Linden Sheet Metal is slammed with installations. Plus, since a heat pump also heats, you can stay cozy during the rainy season, too. Slammed, you say? We can't have that. We're calling Linden Sheet Metal today. Don't procrastinate. Get a heat pump installed this spring before it gets hot and everyone else wants one, too. If you buy a heat pump in March, we'll give you up to $500 off installation. Plus, there are utility rebates and tax credits where you can save hundreds more. Don't wait. Call Linden Sheet Metal today. Linden Sheet Metal, serving the Northwest for over 80 years. Welcome back to Ready Real Estate. I always love it when Perry Eskridge joins us. Uh, we are probably the luckiest county association realtors in the entire state, maybe the nation. Perry's been with us a long time, and he brings such a great resource for our clients by educating us and clients on all things real estate. Perry, thanks for taking time out of a, one of the precious days. You probably get to catch your breath on a Saturday to join <laughs> us on Radio Real Estate. We really, really appreciate you being here, my friend. No problem. I enjoy it. Hey, last time you were on, uh, we were deep into the water adjudication topic. Yeah. Uh, before we go into the new topics, is there an update? And maybe fill us in, for those who didn't hear last show that you were present, what it is about. Sure, yeah. The water adjudication is the attempt by the um, Department of Ecology, the Washington Department of Ecology, to come into Whatcom County and essentially evaluate every claimed water that is out there. And I use the word claim you know, very loosely here um, because we start talking about water rights, water reservations, water claims. Um, you know, there's a whole bunch of terms that, that go into that. Um, the, of course, most people, when they think about water adjudication, they're talking about water rights. But the Department of uh, Ecology this year, um, when they file this, we're expecting it to be filed sometime later this summer or maybe early fall. Um, essentially what it is is a lawsuit where the state comes in and, um, if you will, they sue everybody that uses water in the county. Now, if you're living in a city or if you're on a city municipal water system, you don't need to worry about this because the city will be the defendant in that. But if you're out in the county or you have a well or you stock water or you irrigate or, or any of that sort of stuff, you're going to want to pay very, very close attention to this. Um, you're going to get a notice in the mail saying that the, uh, the lawsuit has been filed, that you have a certain number of days um, they're talking right now between 60 and 90 days to file your, your, um, your, your, your right or your claim, whatever you think it is that you have 
to use the water that you've been using. And then um, a judge from the Whatcom County Superior Court is going to start pulling all of those things together and start evaluating who exactly gets what. Um, it's also going to be a little bit different in that they're going to try and adjudicate the first time in, in as far as we know, in the United States, they're going to try and adjudicate all of the groundwater claims. So if you have a well, if you have a, um, a permit-exempt well, which a lot of people around here do for their residences, you're actually going to be a defendant in this lawsuit as well. So it's, um, it's a very big deal. Um, we're trying to get the word out to everybody that you really need to be paying close attention to this. Um, you're going to have to start documenting. That's what I've asked everybody to start doing now. Document the water that you're using and how much you're using every day so that when it's time to go into the courthouse and prove how much you're using, you have some sort of evidence. They're going to be allowing affidavits. You can file an affidavit on your own behalf. Um, you can use well logs if you have those, if you have some sort of a meter that you're using. Um, one of the questions I have is whether or not we'll be able to use aerial photographs. There are people out there that can use aerial photographs to tell how much water you're using um, on an average basis. So, I mean, it's, it's going to get very complex, very quick. Um, it's going to be designed so that people can not use a lawyer. But, again, you know, you can always defend yourself in a criminal case too, right? <laughs> you, you get the legal representation you hire, I guess. So, um, it's, it's going to be very interesting. I think there's going to be a lot more questions, and I think we could probably donate about probably three or four shows just to this topic alone when we get closer. Well, keep us posted as we go. We will sure uh, will. do our best yeah. to uh, apprise folks. And it's not a situation that you would recommend people just kind of let it take place and not get involved. You want to Absolutely pay attention to this not. One. You've got yeah. to be very vigilant on this thing. Yeah. You've, you've got to be watching. Will. Certain people will be counting on you not paying attention. You bet. So yep. you want to hold your hold your spot, if you will. Hey, while we're talking about water, an interesting segue. Another topic to do with water is what's known as a tsunami inundation zone. It came to my attention probably two years ago, and I've heard a little bit of rumblings about it. And then talking with a builder just last week, Apparently, he will be required to raise the elevation of his home by six feet above what was required a month ago in order to meet the requirements of the county's tsunami inundation zone building requirement. Have you heard anything about this? Well, you know, I hadn't heard about it until you told me about it the other day when you called to invite me on the show. So I went and did a little bit more work. And, um, you know, this is one of those situations where the ship has already sailed, um, not to, you know, get too corny with the, with the alliteration there. But um, this is actually part of the 2018 International Building Code update. And if you actually Google tsunami inundation zones in Washington, you'll find that there's maps out there sort of similar to our flood maps that we get every year that show us where the floodplains are around here. And there's, there's maps for each sort of zone in the, um, in this, well, along the coast of Washington. And believe it or not, even some of the larger lakes, like Lake Chelan, they have a tsunami inundation zone map for Lake Chelan. And the reason for that is, you know, during seismic events, earthquakes, um, 
we've we've realized recently that you know you can get a tsunami, but it can also happen from landslides. I didn't realize that, and so these things are very devastating, can be very deadly, and of course you know they have a significant impact on structures. So there are actually maps out there that say how high the houses have to be above the suspected zone. Um, the one thing that I thought was kind of interesting was they presume a magnitude nine earthquake. A nine. A nine. <laughs> we'll have bigger problems than water. Exactly. <laughs> so that was kind of interesting to see. But one of the facts I know from a long time ago, I read this, was that if we had a tsunami similar to the one that happened in e- Indonesia, I want to say about 10 or 15 years ago now, um, you know, that was a that was a very large tsunami. If one of those were to hit the coast of Washington near Whatcom County, that water would go almost all the way to Ferndale. Now think about that, and that's a little terrifying. They said it would reach all the way up to Lake Terrell. And I started thinking about that, and that's several miles inland. But because of the topography and the um, you know the the way that the seabed is around here, and that that delta that has been created out there in the Nooksack River area in, in Bellingham Bay, a tsunami could come up and actually rise up and come quite a long ways inland, causing a lot of destruction. And you think about all the homes out there, you realize suddenly why they would want to be protected against that. And if you look at the map, it's pretty remarkable. I mean, you're talking about uh, uh, great areas of Birch Bay, of Semiamu, of right. Sandy Point, uh, all the lower area. Squawkum Harbor, you can yeah. write that off. I mean, if this were to occur, um, obviously we'll have all kinds of issues. But from tsunami standpoint, uh, you do want to check the maps. And what's going to be, I think, as big a concern as the likelihood of a tsunami being produced that would be this devastating is what's going to potentially happen to insurance rates. Now, we haven't weighed in on that yet. I'm going to try and get hold of some insurance people to join us because I know if there is ever a risk, a risk is met with a increase in premium, typically. A good example of that is uh, FEMA's uh, analysis of uh, floodplain and how that changes kind of with the need. We have a hurricane and Oddly enough, we find that the nationwide, the elevation requiring uh, flood insurance tends to change, too. That's how they fill our coppers, I think, in some well, cases. Well, you know, and a lot of people don't realize that the, it was the realtors who sort of took the lead in Skagit and Whatcom County when we were dealing with FEMA and, and developing these flood maps. If you ever want to know what your realtor does for you behind the scenes, because all of a sudden, you know, FEMA came in and said, we're going to adjust these flood maps and we started looking at the science. We started talking to experts because we wanted to challenge where those were because, you know, as we're, at a time we're talking about affordable housing, when you're talking about all of a sudden having to purchase flood insurance, something that you didn't have to buy before, but because somebody drew a line in a different area on a map, now you do have to buy flood insurance, that raises the cost of your housing significantly. Yeah, and it's not like it's a choice. If you have a uh, a mortgage, chances are you're going to require You're going to have to have it. Hey, we come back from the break. Let's talk about uh, is a solution to be maybe up uh, at the mountain near the foothills, a long ways from the <laughs> lake or the salt water. We'll talk about that. As soon as with Perry Eskridge, our Government Affairs Director, Executive Officer for Whatcom County Association of Realtors, and I believe Lisa Kent's going to join us as well. We'll be right back. 
Don't miss this Saturday sale today at DeWard and Bodie in Bellingham and Burlington. Today only, DeWard and Bodie will pay your sales tax on select appliances and mattresses. Plus, combine this offer with special no-interest financing for two full years on qualifying purchases. That's right, for one day only, pay no money down and no interest for two full years. And let DeWard and Bodie pay your sales tax at checkout when you purchase qualifying appliances and mattresses. You'll find specially marked savings on washers and dryers, refrigerators, wall ovens, cooktops, ranges, and so much more in stock and on sale. Upgrade and save today at DeWard and Bodie with special cashback rebates on appliance pairs and packages. Like up to $300 cashback on select laundry sets from GE, Whirlpool, Maytag, and Electrolux. Or up to a $100 instant cashback rebate on select KitchenAid and Bosch dishwashers. You'll find these exclusive savings and more only at DeWard and Bodie's Saturday sale going on now at all three stores in Bellingham and Burlington. Financing OAC offer qualifications and restrictions apply. You need security solutions. Accurate Lock and Security has them. They're the security professional team Northwest Washington has trusted for over 90 years. Accurate Lock and Security takes your protection beyond just lock and key with enhancements like latch guards, wraparound plates, strike plates, window locks, and so much more. The Accurate team will help you find the product or design to fit your situation. Accurate Lock and Security, the security professional team. Online at accuratelock.net. That's accuratelock.net. In the shop. It makes me sad. It makes me uncomfortable to have to say, yeah, well, it is a nice car. Love the color of the paint. You know, the seats feel great. (laughs) Kirk from Angler, Brian from Dr. John's, and Dan from Bellingham and Burlington Automotive. You need 10,000 bucks worth of repairs. Join them on In the Shop, 9 to 10 a.m. every Saturday on KGMI News Talk 790, 96.5 FM in Bellingham and KGMI.com. The opinions expressed on this program are not necessarily those of KGMI or the Cascade Radio Group. Welcome back to Ernie Real Estate. Hey, if you would like to do a little homework, uh, if you go to whatcomcounty.us, there is a 228-page document posted there that you can learn about all the the natural hazard threats to Whatcom County and how that impacts our properties. Everything from erosion hazards to seismic hazards, volcanic volcanic hazards. And as I kind of teased before the break, you don't have to worry about a tsunami, perhaps, if you live uh, maybe somewhere up the Nooksack in the valley there. But uh, what is an alluvian fan all about? <laughs> well, I'm not sure exactly what that is. But um, the one we talk about usually is a lahar zone. And, you know, a lahar is if a volcano erupts or there's some sort of an event on a volcano, um, it doesn't necessarily have to be an eruption. But if you suddenly get that that release of steam and and hot gases from inside a volcano, it can melt the glaciers on a volcano and send the the mud. You know, we, those of us old enough to remember Mount St. Helens remember when this all happened, right? There used to be a lake at the base of Mount St. Helens. There is kind of is one now, but it was bigger. Um, and that mud comes roaring down through the valleys and just takes out everything in its path. And, you know, I can't remember what the estimate was in Mount St. Helens. I think it was like 50 feet high, that wall of mud and trees and everything else that came down. 
It's so, incredible. Yeah, it was it was phenomenal to watch the videos and see, you know, what the Toodle River looked like and and the chances are something very similar would happen on the Nooksack River if something like that were to happen on Mount Baker. So there's some concerns there. Alluvial fans, um, I think that's where landslides have happened before, if I'm not mistaken. And so people build on this sort of, um, um, you know, sort of unstable area, not realizing that it's unstable. And then all of a sudden, you know, you have another landslide that comes down in the same area and it can wipe out everything. You know, we saw that in the Oso landslide. You know, these are these are not small events usually when they happen. They're they're cataclysmic, they're catastrophic, and um, they cause a lot of damage. So that's that's the concern. Um, that's and that's why you see a lot of this stuff as we learn more. You see it coming into the building code, right? Yeah, we certainly saw it. Uh, uh, like you say, when St. Helens went off down near the uh, Toodle River, and the the definition by dictionary alluvial fan is a fan shaped mass of alluvium deposited as the flow of a river decreases in velocity, or, yeah, decreases in velocity. But it basically, along the Nooksack, uh, the base of uh, Mount Baker. But again, all these maps, everything, are there on the county website. And uh, if you read too much of it, though, you'll probably be afraid to get out of bed each morning. <laughs> but the only thing I haven't seen yet is a uh, perhaps a meteorite, um, a meteorite impact zone. <laughs> so, right, yeah. I'm being facetious, obviously, but but we do live in a place uh, where things can happen, and we we know that just looking around the planet that happen elsewhere. But fortunately for us, for the most part, natural disasters we've been void of the big ones uh, for a long, long time. But that doesn't mean something can happen tomorrow. But you want to kind of watch things and pay attention to what happens, like you say. In terms of uh, a lot of these things, they've already discussed it. They've already got it mapped. It's just a matter of things trickling down, like the alluvium fan, uh, alluvial fan. I haven't seen any changes in insurance rates and whatnot on that or restrictions, unless you can tell me differently in particular areas where they don't allow you to build anymore. No, I, I can tell you in the Whatcom County Code, there are some considerations for what we call Lahar zones, um, some alluvial fan you know, zones. Um, I know right now there's a what they call a slow slide somewhere out by the Mount Baker Highway area, sort of towards Deming and, and that area, um, where they're actually monitoring, you know, a hillside that's moving. And, you know, that's, that's the point, right, is that it's nature. Everything, you know, changes. That's the only constant you can kind of rely on. But the, the key to all of this is to be informed, be aware of it, and um, try to avoid or mitigate as much as you possibly can. You know, growing up in Montana, wildfires were always the issue, right? And we, we just learned to deal with it. You know, we kept the fire zone away from the house. We didn't let the trees come in. You know, I remember going out with my grandfather, and he would find the tallest tree on the property and make sure that if that thing were to catch fire and fall, that there was no way it was going to be anywhere near the house. And then that's where they maintained their lawn, kept that green, kept that watered. There was an irrigation system there so that if a fire did happen, you know, I mean, there's, there's ways to try and protect against this. You can't be afraid of it. Just learn about it, be informed, do the best exactly. you can. Yeah. You know, uh, uh, Lisa Kent, you were born in North Carolina, and you probably don't remember this, 
but uh, kind of in the background, whenever, whenever we got, we'd say we're going to get some weather. Of course, you get weather all the time, but we call it we're going to get some weather. That means some inclement weather. And we'd have the weather channel on in the background, and we'd be ready to go to the interior of the house, usually a bathroom in the center of the house. And there were a couple times where we did just that. But, hey, you learn that's just one of the hazards of where one lives. So it's just you're kind of measuring the risk and, and taking it from there. Well, you know, and I had to ask you, you posted Facebook page the other day. There was some huge snake, and I was ah. going to ask, is that on the front lawn of your house or, or well, what? Because uh, let me tell you, that scares me a lot more than any tsunami ever would. Hey, he was just under five feet. He wasn't that big. I'll tell oh, you about okay. that as soon as we come back. If you're listening to Radio Real Estate, my guest is Perry Eskridge and uh, Lisa Kemp. We'll be right back. Hi, I'm Lorraine from Lorraine's Window Coverings. We offer our clients the best of both worlds, a store full of the latest affordable Graber products, including remote control options. And then we come to you with just the right samples and our professional installers do the rest. We're a family-owned and operated business that's been serving our community for over 25 years. We always strive to go above and beyond to make sure our customers are as happy as this recent reviewer. We had a wonderful experience. Our consultant came to our house, took measurements, and made recommendations based on our needs. Once approved, we were given a timeline, which was spot on. Installation was scheduled, and the installers arrived on time and worked efficiently. The price was reasonable, and the outcome was even better than we expected. Need window treatments? Check out Lorraine's window coverings online, and then just call. 738-8175. Call Lorraine for your new blind. Lorraine's Window Coverings in Bakerview Square. Dr. John's Auto Clinic, located in Bellingham on Kentucky Street, is here for your auto repair and service needs. Trusted and affordable auto repair in Bellingham for over 25 years. Ask about their oil change and maintenance inspections. You can hear Brian from Dr. John's Auto Clinic every Saturday on In the Shop on Newstalk 790 KGMI. Or check out Dr. John's Auto Clinic at djautoclinic.com. And on Facebook for the latest in auto repair news. Dr. John's Auto Clinic, reliable, honest, and a part of this community for over 25 years. COVID-19 has tested our communities in unthinkable ways. In the face of crisis, Puget Sound Energy has given over 18 million in bill assistance to customers impacted by the pandemic. And together with PSE Foundation, gave 4 million in community grants for COVID relief. All the while, PSE continues to lead on clean energy with a goal to reach beyond net zero carbon emissions by 2045. It's part of our commitment to doing what's right for customers and communities. Together, we're creating a clean energy future for all. Learn more at psc.com slash together. A conservative take on issues important to Whatcom County and the Pacific Northwest. This sounds crazy that you're going to tell the schools you must do extra service for those kids with learning difficulties. But when it comes to especially gifted kids, we can't give them special classes because it doesn't include a sufficient percentage of kids of color? Yes, that's what's actually happening in Washington State. Lars Larson, noon to three each weekday on KGMI. The latest local news and important topics of the day from the West Mechanical Studio. Don't worry about your furnace on the coldest days of the year. Talk with West Mechanical, your independent train dealer, about replacing your old inefficient furnace with a train comfort system. Today, find them at westmechanical.net. Get the latest news and information 24-7 with KGMI News Talk 790, 96.5 FM in Bellingham and KGMI.com. 
CBS News Brief. Severe weather continues to hit California hard. The storm system being blamed for at least two deaths. Evacuation orders are in place in some spots, but CBS's Steve Futterman tells us... This woman is staying put. You know, I'm prepared. I have plenty of food. As long as the power doesn't go out, I'm good. Many people are placing sandbags in front of their homes, hoping it will prevent water from coming inside. Our Nancy Cordes reports on the fall of the Silicon Valley Bank. The nation's 16th largest bank collapsed within hours, leaving customers in limbo and forcing federal regulators to swoop in. In Texas, three women are facing legal action for helping a friend get abortion pills. A statement from his attorney says anyone involved in distributing or manufacturing abortion pills in Texas will be sued into oblivion. That includes CVS and Walgreens. It's reporter Chris Fox in Austin, CBS News Brief. I'm Stacy Lynn. Welcome back to Ready Real Estate. Hey, you know, spring's coming pretty quick, we hope, and warmer weather along with great ideas for your residential and commercial landscaping projects. Winwood Enterprises is a full-service company ready to get your landscaping in shape. They can handle any size project from pruning and fertilizing to building retaining walls or patios. They also have a blower truck that can quickly and easily blow in beauty bark, compost, wood chips, soil, and playground chips Winwood Enterprises has over 31 years to handle all your landscaping needs. Find them online at winwoodent.com. And uh, things are warming up. Uh, we are actually down in Arizona right now. We'll be home in a couple of weeks. Uh, came down to spend a little bit of time in the uh, warm weather. And as, as Perry alluded to before the break, um, we, we like to go hiking. Uh, my wife, Rose, and I, we like to hike uh, the desert hikes. There's thousands of places you can go. And we have never encountered a snake on a hike. We saw one in a parking lot a couple years ago, and day before yesterday, we did a hike down in a place near Verado um, in the White Tank Mountains, came back and had a wonderful lunch on this beautiful golf course overlooking the valley. It was great. We're sitting there having lunch, and suddenly an uninvited guest comes along across the lawn, and I would say he was probably between four and five feet a big, I mean fat, if you've seen the pictures, diamondback rattlesnake. And he just cruised along. All the people were there, and he was like, hey, I'm just passing through. Well, the people that own the restaurant didn't think it was so casual, so they called the fire department. They came out, took care of the snake, a beautiful, beautiful snake. I got to tell you, it really is cool from a distance. They put the... <laughs> They showed up. There's four or five firemen in a circle, and I think they handed the stick to the rookie to actually pick the snake up, put it in a five-gallon pail, and then they posed for pictures while all the ladies took pictures of the firemen. And I asked one of them, I said, how often do you have to respond to a snake in this part of Arizona? He said, well, about five to ten a week. So he said they're waking up. So if you're in Arizona, you're hiking, don't worry about the trail. It's all the other places where you're going to run into snakes. But it, <laughs> it was uh, it was pretty fascinating. So there you be. Hey, I want to uh, um, ask Perry. You folks had a meeting not too long ago, and you were talking about uh, the changes and the updates on eviction notices and notice you have to give to tenants. Everything from selling a house to you're ending the lease, maybe it's remodeled. And uh, we also had some information on that as well. But 
This is one example of what your association does all the time to help get the information out to our clients, in this case, particularly those who have investment properties. And there are some changes. I've got a few that I can share, but Perry, I'll let you lead on this. Well, you know, I think the big one that's happened most recently that has sort of surprised everybody was the Bellingham City Council was considering a change to the notice requirement when you do a rental increase. Um, Of course, the big concern is that a lot of rental increases are fairly large um, as a percentage of the rent that you're already paying. And so everybody believed that the um, city council was going to try and mitigate when somebody received a rental increase of 5% or more. What actually ended up happening was the city council decided that all rental increases now require 120 days notice. And um, I don't say four months <laughs> because that's that's not it. It's 120 days. So you're going to have to actually count on the calendar 120 days before you want your rental increase to go up. The, the big concern there is, you know, this is all done under the guise of protecting tenants. But when you have to give 120 days of a rental increase, that means, you know, we, we have a lot of students here. If their lease is coming up due in May, that means their rental increase notice would have to go to them end of January, beginning of February, and they're going to have to make a decision then as to whether or not they're going to stay when they don't even know what their fall is going to look like. And, you know, we think it's protecting the tenants, but in actuality, we're, we keep pushing these times out to where it's more and more and more difficult for people to actually make decisions as to what they're going to do with their housing because they've got, you know, they have to make the decision so far away from the actual point in time. Although I did hear, you know, somebody was saying that that does give them four months in this, I should say 120 days in this tight rental market to um, actually find something they can afford. But, you know, I myself, you know, just watching other people try to find rental housing. We just hired a new employee and watching her struggle with the rental market. 120 days is going to be barely enough to actually do this. So there's kind of a balance there. Um, a lot of the, you know, there was a, uh, a bill on rental restrictions going through that was designed to um, add a lot of this stuff. I think I just saw yesterday that that bill is now dead in the legislature. It failed to advance. So, um, you know, good, bad, uh, you know, those of us that are, are dealing with real estate, we, we see on one hand, you know, the investors that are trying to navigate all of these regulations. And, but on the other hand, we see our clients too, right? Trying sure. to negotiate this, this market and somewhere there's got to be a happy balance. I don't think we've found it yet, but somewhere yeah, there's I- a balance. I think you're right. And if, if you own a, even one rental property or you own an apartment building, you want to pay close attention to what notices are required because I understand even on a month-to-month, you now are required to give a 90-day notice. Or if you're going to do a major renovation remodel, you've got to give 120 days. Right. And yeah. if, a, if a tenant's even on a month-to-month and they refuse to move out, you better, as the investor, count on about 12 weeks after notice is given. It's You've got to make sure you've kept that in mind rather than just say you can't knock on the door and say hey we're going to knock some walls down in a month you're going to have to be out or what have you. you've got to give them proper notice on so many different levels 
Well, and that's the other thing too is with with a lot of you know one off investors that are trying to manage their own properties. Um, you know, I see this with my own father. He's he's got some rentals in Spokane and he's managing them on his own, but it's getting so complex anymore that he's going to have to hire a a property manager to deal with all of this stuff. Well, that in turn is going to be that cost is going to be transferred over to the tenants and um you know, it's it's actually to the point where he's thinking, you know, this just isn't worth it anymore. I'm just going to liquidate these and go buy rentals somewhere else. We were having this discussion with some uh, some realtors, and they said, yeah, we, I own rental property, but not in Washington. <laughs> you know, and and it's it's getting to that point. That's that's the concern is that, you know, by by protecting the tenants, we're actually causing so many barriers to the people that provide that rental housing that it's making it much, much more difficult for tenants. You know, and uh, if you're expecting your property management folks to handle things like evictions, that's not what they do. That still falls back on to the owner. That's what your lawyer does. (laughs) We come back from the break, too. I'd also like to touch on something that's happened last two weeks, and that is the building industry has cried foul on the requirement that's being imposed to eliminate the use of natural gas in many situations, and filed a lawsuit with the state. We'll talk about that as soon as we come back. You're listening to Mike Kenner Radio Estate, Lisa Kent, and our special guest, Mr. Perry Eskridge from the Whatcom County Association of Realtors. We'll be right back. Hello? Summer? Gee, you sound so far away. Oh, you're right. Now is the time to plan for AC. With Barron's preseason air conditioning special, you can skip the line and save big, like $4,000 big. We've stocked up, and there's no better time to upgrade your whole home comfort system. Special discounts apply to anything that cools, including air conditioning, ductless, and electric heat pumps. With energy savings you'll enjoy for years. Barron's home performance experts look beyond the box, finding you affordable ways to improve the comfort, health, and energy efficiency of your home. 100% satisfaction guaranteed. Call Barron now while supplies last and save up to $4,000 when you upgrade your heating and cooling system with qualifying rebates, incentives, and a Silver Shield membership. We've secured low interest financing so everyone gets cooling. See you soon, Summer. Barron, your full-service HVAC, electrical, and plumbing contractor. Our mission, improving lives. Spring is coming, and if you're looking for more free time in the warmer weather, Winwood Enterprises can manage all your landscaping needs. They're a full-service company that can handle any size project, from mowing, weeding, pruning, fertilizing, and irrigation, to building retaining walls and patios. Winwood also has a blower truck that can quickly and easily blow in beauty bark, compost, wood chips, soil, and playground chips. Let Winwood Enterprises do the work for you. Call them or find them online at winwoodent.com. KGMI Connects with Joe Tian is about our community and you. I happen to believe that the Bellingham, Whatcom County, uh, the Fraser River Delta, Nooksack, is an enormous healing area. Each weekday at 4 p.m. I'm the old dog. When I walk down railroads, I'm the one who knows who just got here and who didn't. I see them, they're so angry from where they came from, and then through the years, they mellow out because there's a healing energy here. On KGMI 790, 96.5 FM, and KGMI.com.
Welcome back to Ready Real Estate. I want to thank two of our sponsors. Make this possible every single Saturday morning. First of all, Windermere Real Estate with the offices conveniently located in Linden, Birch Bay, Ferndale, Bellingham, Fairhaven. We have over 120 full-time agents out there. Really busy right now as we head into the busy spring season. So if you're looking for folks that are full-time and passionate about real estate, get hold of your local Windermere Realtor, and also the good folks at Linden Sheet Metal, located at the Corner Guide in Maine. They are Whatcom County's go-to folks for heating and cooling needs. They make your house affordable to have comfort and add value. Hey, I want to uh, touch on the uh, situation with natural gas. And Perry, I'm just I'm going to quote from an article that just came out on March 1st, and it says a group of building industry associations have filed a lawsuit against the Washington State Building Code Councils recently adopted codes for residential and commercial buildings that critics warn will increase the price of housing that is already unaffordable for 84% of the state's residents. In a petition filed in Thurston County Superior Court, the group of plaintiffs argue that the council illegally enacted the policies after Governor Jay Inslee repeatedly failed to get similar proposals passed in the legislature. Starting in July... It will be illegal for builders to place natural gas or propane in new construction as a primary source of energy. Instead, they'll be required to install a heat pump or both space and water heating. And the code regulation allows natural gas only as a backup energy source. But according to the BIA, that will add $2,400 to the price of a new home. And additionally, the heat pump requirements estimated add $9,200 to a new home. Although heat pumps consume less energy than electric resistance heating, the upfront costs are much greater. Perry, what, do you think this has a shot? <laughs> well, it's a very interesting legal argument. I will tell you that. And um, I would say um, if we were in a state that uh, where you know rational legal arguments had a, had a really good shot, I would say that this is, this is, a, this is a really good argument. Essentially, what they're saying is the legislature has already considered all of this and rejected it time after time after time. And now for an executive branch agency to come in and sort of operate where the legislature has refused to do anything and, in fact, has expressly rejected any such thing, is that an appropriate use of executive power? Um very interesting legal argument. Um, I would I would love to participate in those arguments. I think that would be a lot of fun. What's the ultimate result? Eh, I think eventually, in the overall scheme of things, we get heat pumps. Yeah. <laughs> and um, you know, we're we're talking about this right now. Heat pumps are not the panacea that everybody thinks they are. You know, there was just a, a huge article in the Seattle Times the other day. I encourage everybody to read it. That um, heat pumps, especially in these colder climates, and they're making advances in the the fluid that that goes through the heat pumps so that it can operate in colder climates. But the closer you get to freezing temperatures, the m- much less efficient these heat pumps become. To the Point where eventually they just stop producing heat at all. Um, I always point out, you know, if you watch the advertisements on King Five, you'll see that if you buy a heat pump, you get a furnace for free. Um, and there's a reason for that. It's because when it gets really, really cold out, then you have to, you know, rely on the furnace for backup. So there's also a situation where they have 
design pumps now where they put in electric resistant heating inside the pump. So essentially it's an electric furnace inside the heat pump so that it can keep heating up that fluid and provide you heat through your your heat pump. But, you know, you think about that, that's that's a very expensive way to heat a home. And if you're having to do that so that your heat pump will work, where's the cost savings really? I will tell you, though, the cooling in the summer, that's a really nice benefit. <laughs> yeah, no, no doubt. Yeah. Especially, especially the last few years. You know, yeah. Lisa, when we lived in North Carolina, uh, you may recall, we had a heat pump there and it worked really well till it got down below freezing, which does happen on occasion even in the southeast mm-hmm. but uh, then you could use your uh, electric meter as a fan <laughs> it would spin <laughs> when the electric uh, furnace kicked in but uh, you've got a question as well yeah perry um my question was and uh i'm not sure if there's a percentage or not but you're saying in terms of natural gas not being used as the primary heat source do they have a specific percentage of how much energy from natural gas can be used for the house or are they just stating that overall it can't be used as a primary you know, they, they just say it can't be used as the primary source, and I haven't really gotten into it that much to see what it is. The The biggest concern I think that we have with banning natural gas is you start to wonder, you know, if, you know, for example, this legislative session, PSE, who also provides natural gas um, to customers, wanted to not have to build the infrastructure to supply natural gas. I think that's a little bit short-sighted for new construction because as we move forward, I can tell you right now, in discussions with Cascade Natural Gas, there's a lot of research on renewable gas products, hydrogen, you know, all sorts of different things. And um, if we don't build the infrastructure to bring what should be cheaper gas or or cheaper products than electricity to the areas, um, then – that cost eventually is going to have to be expended because, you know, people will want access to that. So I think it's a little bit short-sighted right now to stop building that infrastructure. But the the pressure right now is to build electric, right? And the um, the demand for electricity, we don't often talk about this, but, you know, electricity just doesn't magically appear. You have to generate it somewhere. Then you have to transport it. And then when you get to the houses, we were just having this discussion the other day. Half the homes in Bellingham are over 50 years old. And they were built at a time when we didn't really have building codes. And so to all of a sudden come in and try to retrofit a house that only has a 100-amp service to suddenly be able to accommodate an electric furnace, it's not just the cost of the heat pump or the furnace that you're dealing with. You're dealing with upgrading your electrical box. Your service to the street might not be enough. And, and oddly enough, people don't think about this. The transformer on your street that is making that energy for everybody down the street may not be enough to handle that load if everybody on the street converts to electric. So, I mean, you just start building backwards and the costs start growing exponentially as well. So it's um, it's it's not settled yet how we should be proceeding with all of this. So. Anyway, I just leave that there. Hey, when we come back for the break, I would like to share with our listeners uh, a little bit about someone that you might not have known, but if you've been in real estate or around real estate for more than a few years, you know that we lost a very, very, very important member of our real estate community, Mr. Bill Henshaw. When we come back from the break, let's share with our listeners a little bit about Bill, uh, just to give you a, a snippet. 
He won the Realtor Lifetime Achievement Award not once, but twice. That's the kind of man he was and how valuable he was to real estate and how much he did for you as a consumer. You might not even be aware. We'll talk about that as soon as we come back. Enjoy your retirement at Meadow Greens, a retirement community offering warm, welcoming, independent, and assisted living apartments. Located on a premier golf course in beautiful Linden with panoramic views of green rolling hills and snow-capped mountains, Meadow Greens offers a fitness center, wellness programs, tailored social and recreational activities, and complimentary unlimited golf play with cart at Homestead Golf Club. One- and two-bedroom apartments with full kitchens are available, offering the freedom of eating in or enjoying a or social meal at the Outward Nine Restaurant or the Duck Hook Bistro. Then relax with a glass of wine with friends or cozy up next to the fireplace with a good book in the library lounge. Meadow Greens can also be of help when it's time to transition from an independent apartment to assisted living. Call Meadow Greens today to arrange a private tour at 354-8200 and online at meadowgreenslinden.com. The grass is always greener at Meadow Greens. Welcome back to the Winning Real Estate. In the last few minutes, I want to talk a little bit about uh, realtor Bill Henshaw. He started with Windermere in 1988, over 50 years of experience in the business, and uh, did a lot of commercial real estate as well. Kind of the bookends. He was he was the senior member of the real estate family. Uh, Lisa, you're one of the younger members, and I know that you would run into Bill in the office all the time. Just an amazing man. Well, and what was so great about him, too, is he had just such a kind heart and was uh, just an integral part of uh, the office staff there. He knew everybody, and uh, it was just always a pleasure to have him to see him at the morning meetings. He was just just a positive energy in the office. Yeah, absolutely. And Perry, you know, a lot of folks know Bill as the realtor, but we in the association, he was truly a leader for decades in looking after all property rights and anything to do with protecting our clients' interest in real estate. Right, Perry? Well, I've got to tell you, the, the length of time that he was with us, you know, that 50 years, that real estate was his second career. He was a lender before that. He was in the banking industry, and, and he knew financing. Um, he knew residential. He knew commercial. I mean, he just knew it all. And, you know, when I was getting started in all of this, Bill was one of my go-to people. Um, he, he was able to take, you know, these complex real estate issues and distill them down to even, you know, somebody newer like me could understand. His advice was always spot on. It was entirely accurate. And what was more important was if, if he gave that to you, if he told you something, you could take it to the bank. It was, yeah. it was just that reliable. And he stood in long lines waiting to testify both at yep. the city level, the county level, the state level. And each time he did that for our clients. And uh, when it comes to contributing and getting involved in the real estate community, he left nothing on the table. No, no, not at all. And besides that, he was just a great guy. Yeah, he was. <laughs> you know, rapier wit. Um, Always kind, always very gentle. Um, his clients were, you know, his joy, his pride, um, and and his family was amazing. Um, just he was just the real deal. No, no holds barred. 
Yeah, Realtor of the Year 1994, and the building industry was heavily involved as well. In fact, he was their Associate of the Year in 2000. I asked Bill a couple of years ago, I said, Bill, are you are you going to retire? <laughs> and he said, retire? He said, look at my desk. I've got things to do. I've got a lot of stuff to finish <laughs> up here. So sadly missed, but we were all fortunate to have known him. Hey, Perry, thanks for taking time to come join us. We'll get sure. together again soon. Lisa as well. Everyone have a great, great weekend. We'll join you next Saturday on Radio Real Estate. Thank you so much for listening.